Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. They work every week of making it really hard to make sure that these podcasts get out to you, the listener. And we appreciate you so much for taking your time to listen to these podcasts and supporting us. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. I'm excited to have with us um, Vanessa Samuels. She is one of the directors of our kids' ministry here at Crosswinds, uh, new to our staff. Uh, She came on our staff uh, a little over a month ago, and uh, full disclosure, she is my daughter. And so, uh, Vanessa, uh, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thanks for having me. Then we have Elijah Mero, our producer. He is going to be jumping in on all four of these podcasts, at least we hope he is uh, going to be a part of them. Uh, but he is certainly a part of this first one as we look at really uh, some of the key language we use here at Crosswinds. We understand that every church really does have the same mission, um, but the way that, that God has equipped an individual church to fulfill that mission is as different as the people who are in that church. And so um, we word it differently. Different churches will word their mission differently. For us, it, it's simply this. We exist to know God and make him known. And, and we understand how does that look in our daily living. Well, we want to meet kids, students, and adults, wherever they are on their spiritual journey, and help them take their next step with God. What's our strategy in doing that? And that's what I want to look at over the next uh, four episodes uh, is, is really um, our, we have three R words and, and four B words. Uh, w- this is the way we word it, that we want to reach people with the love and message of Jesus Christ so that they will believe. In other words, enter into that relationship with God through Jesus Christ. They'll believe. And then we want to raise them up in what it means to belong to Christ and his church as well as become the person that God's created and be in Christ Jesus, and then release them to bless others with the blessings that God has poured into their life. And so each episode, we want to look at each of those B words. We want to look at what does it mean to believe? What does it mean to reach people with the love and message of Jesus Christ that they'll believe? And then the next episode, what does it mean to, to raise them up? so they can understand that they belong to Christ and his church, and then the next week, raise them up so that they can understand what it means to become the person that God's created them to be. And then our last week is, what does it mean to be released, to really uh, be able to bless people with the blessings that God's poured into our life? And so we start with the very first one, to reach people with love the message of Jesus Christ and believe. And Elijah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you have been a part of Crosswinds longer than, than Vanessa and I uh, have been, and, and this church has a long history uh, of, of uh, reaching people who love the message of Jesus Christ. And, and, and so talk to me about when, when we think of ourselves, because you're on staff as, a, as, as Crosswinds, what does that practically look like in our daily living as part of God's church and as part of specifically Crosswinds? <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, I... Um... I, I've shared a lot of my story on, on previous podcasts, and so I won't I won't go a whole lot into that. But I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I I made the decision to follow Christ and to truly believe in Him as my Lord and Savior when I was in high school, and um, so 
at the time when, you know, at that season of my life, and honestly, I guess I can, I can go back even further, but, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and so raised to, to know who Jesus was and, you know, almost told, you know, this is, this is who Jesus is and this is the way that life is and this is the way that, you know, we believe and how you also believe. And so, um, I was raised in that sense and so familiar with, with, the Bible stories and with Jesus that I think when I finally made that decision to believe in Christ for myself, it was so impactful because like it became not just something that I, I don't know, was raised to think about or that I thought about, but it was, it was real to me now. I was believing it like more so than just knowing it. You know what I mean? And so that was, that was really cool. And that moment happened for me, like I said, in high school, um, I was blessed to be able to, uh, have been attending Crosswinds, like you said, for a long time, pretty much my whole life. And um, was uh, for any time that I was going to church has always been at Crosswinds. And so um, my family would go pretty regularly growing up and, um, you know, which was really, really awesome. I remember the shift from when I finally decided to follow Christ truly for myself, like church start, church started to look different a little bit. Like <clears throat> it didn't change, but I did. And so I, when I was coming in, I was taking in messages differently. I was, I was, you know, using the bulletin to make notes and not just paper airplanes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was, it really became um, something real to me. And so for me personally, like I said, I was blessed to be able to have that, that faith community aspect just already established in my life when I began believing. Um, and looking back now, that is, that was a blessing that I can't, it was so huge for me that I can't imagine, I can't imagine coming to that state of believing and then having to go out and seek the faith community. Like I can imagine it, but that's not what it was for me. I was blessed to have that already. You were in have a those, faith community, came to Christ, right, and to was have able those to continue to life. grow in that same faith community then. Yep. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's just crosswinds, not just crosswinds, but the relationships and the, the relationships that I've been able to have here really, really helped me along the way in that believing process. Um, especially kids ministry. And, um, I remember being asked, uh, when I entered into sixth grade, Hey, we, we want you to get plugged in and serve, you know, do you want to dance or do you want to do the tech stuff? And I was like, I'll do the tech stuff, you know? And, um, Man, I know. I'm so surprised you didn't choose <laughs> dancing. Elijah. You know, it's yeah. I think my mom wanted me to do the dancing, and she kind of got a little bit of it later. But um, I, yeah, and I think we'll we'll maybe unpack that later in um, when we get into late in the later in the bees, you know. But when I was asked to help and to serve, even at sixth grade, my faith took so many more steps. There's something about being involved in serving others and serving your peers and your And not friends. waiting, right? And yeah, and not waiting, you know, and just doing it that truly, truly elevated that believing. That That's moment. awesome. How about you, Vanessa? Yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, you know, we talk about reaching people with love the message of Jesus Christ that they'll believe. How, what, what's your believing story like, you know, and, and the reaching story? You know, Elijah's yeah. talked a little bit about that too. You know, the fact that he believes and now he's active in ministry. Yeah. Uh, he's part of a tech there and he's, he's using it to reach people with the love of message of Jesus Christ. How about you? Yeah, so I could echo a lot of what Elijah said. So I grew up in the church, 
my dad was a pastor, you know, here. Um, so I grew up with that same, um, I got saved at a very young age. Um, but I don't feel like I took it seriously until I was a junior in high school when we moved, when I had no friends and the church community was it. Um, and I had to really decide, you know, how seriously do I want to take this? Because I feel like it was kind of more of like an emotion ride before then. It was like fun to do, it was fun to be at church, fun to serve. Um, but like I hadn't really gone through anything that was that hard that really was like, oh, this is what believing is. Um, so even though I, in that time I was excited to move, I felt very strongly that God had called us there as a family. Um it was hard, and that was a moment where I realized, oh, okay, so it's not fun all the time. Um, I have to be serious about this, and if I want to be serious about this, I need to do these things. And so serving was a big one. It took me a hot minute to start serving again um, at the church because I just didn't know what I wanted that to look like. I had served in a couple different capacities when we were in Wisconsin, um, but one of the children's pastors just kept bugging me and was like, no, we need help. We know you can do it. Why are you taking so long on deciding? And so she asked me a lot. Um, and finally, I got plugged into the preschool, and oh, I just loved it. I loved serving in Kidsman. I still do. That's what I do now, obviously. So um, it has my heart. But that was a big part, right? And so I knew if I wanted to take my belief seriously, I had to follow those things. And so serving was one, you know, digging into the Bible daily. That was a big one. Um, really getting into prayer. And so instead of it, again, being just like an emotion-based thing, but taking it seriously and carving out time in my day to do that, um, some of those disciplines, you know, that I feel like I did when I wanted to, but I wasn't disciplined in it. Um, and so that was really a big moment for me is having that time and having great mentors and leaders around me that time pushing me to do those things. That's great. You know, my, my story is a little different than both of yours because I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And, you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast has heard my story. It's so hard. I don't want to totally recap it. But but I got to say this much that, you know, when I went to a vacation Bible school that a friend invited me to, that's when I received Christ. I was, I was five. Uh, I was going to turn six the next month. And so... Um, you know, I was young, uh, didn't know much. Uh, the individual who, who was working with me, I remember they asked if anyone wanted to receive Christ, and I said yes, and, and a girl in the class said yes. And, you know, nowadays it seems really weird, but we went off into a room with, with an individual, and they, they, they asked us questions about, you know, what we understood. And, you know, I understood that what he shared I, I wanted to be a part of. I wanted I wanted to receive Christ, but all the Christianese, the, the Christian language, I had no clue. So he asked me, you know what it means to be saved? I'm not sure what that means. Well, that's, you know, he would describe it. Do you know what this means now? And so he spent a lot of time with this, with this young uh, five getting ready to turn six-year-old uh, explaining it. But I remember I, I received Christ, and um, my parents were in the habit of dropping my brother and I off at church. They were moral, but they didn't know Christ yet. Uh, but for some reason felt that was important. Either that or they just wanted some time on Sunday morning for to themselves because they would drop us off and pick us up later. Uh, but they would drop us off, and, and you know, I, I, grew, I grew in Christ. And the reaching part became pretty natural because, you know, like I said, my parents weren't attending church. Most of my family were not. Um, and so, you know, I, I did some crazy stuff. Like I joined a children's choir and anyone who knows me would be blown away to think that I actually did something like that. I sang in a children's choir. I did. Um, and I did it because I knew that if, if we were up in front of the church as a children's choir, mom and dad would come and maybe some aunts and uncles and so forth. And so, uh, you know, I, I started doing some of that stuff just to get them there. And, uh, 
you know, I remember um, being asked if I would pray in service, and and that that really scared me. And at that time, I was a part of a church where everything was it was it was a high church, very liturgical church, and so we wrote out our prayers. And if anyone sees my handwriting now, uh, they know it's not great, and it certainly wasn't that good uh, back then. And I remember writing out my prayer, and I was supposed to read it. And I remember, you know, I did, I said yes because I said, yeah, if I say yes, mom and dad will come and they'll they'll see me pray in service, and, and I went up. There and I remember I just I, I prayed sort of off the cuff because what I wrote I couldn't read, and uh, God was faithful in that. And so, you know, eventually um, my my story with coming to Christ is that's how God used um, God used me to see them come to Christ. That eventually, when I was in high school, um, so this is like almost ten years later. Uh, you know, I've been praying for them for ten years, trying to reach out to them for ten years, and, and each of them at a different service at the church I was attending at that time, um, received Christ. And uh, I, I remember that. And so I, I, my brother and I will, will, will oftentimes just thank God because our kids, you know, my parents' grandkids, obviously, um, saw two not just moral grandparents, but godly grandparents. And, uh, you know, you would have thought we were from this long Christian lineage, but we were not. Uh, we were, we were uh, you know, a new generation. And uh, it's, it's exciting uh, to see how God uses that now as I see my own kids walk with the Lord and I have grandkids now. And, you know, but it, but it started with, with someone reaching out to me, inviting me to a vacation Bible school. It started with then me coming to Christ and, and reaching out to my parents and, and other, part, other people in my family and, and asking, uh, you know, inviting them to, to come to church and questions, you know. I remember as a young, I was probably seven or eight, and being challenged by an uncle about, did I believe in Jonah and in the, in the whale? He actually said Jonah and the fish, and I, I said, I think it was a whale, and uh, but it was probably a fish. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, uh, but anyway, having that conversation and sort of, you know, God give me some wisdom, I guess. I don't know. I mean, having this conversation with an adult about such a thing, but I remember him giving me the boldness and... Maybe I was just too naive to, to think otherwise and just to have the conversation about it. But that's sort of, that was sort of my journey uh, in, in all those things, you know, just it's instantly, uh, unlike you, Elijah, you know, wasn't like recruited to, to necessarily serve, but had opportunities to jump in and use that as part of the reach uh, as I came to faith in Christ. And so, you know, it's sort of a big part of that. Elijah, you, you work in the student ministry here. We, we talked, uh, we've talked about that in past episodes, but, you know, uh, one of the things that, that you, um, I recently heard you say is that you, you, uh, you've actually never sort of left the student ministry. So it, it fed into you yep. and you're there now. So talk about, you know, I don't want necessarily your experience in serving, but your 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 experience with students, junior hires and senior hires, and this whole coming to faith in Christ. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's interesting that the age group of middle school and high school is such a. Uh, I think every single every single grade you go up, there's more and more things that students are having to deal with and having to make decisions about and are becoming rapidly more and more their own person. Um, and honestly, I think in society, even younger and younger, you know what I mean? And um, <clears throat> You wonder I just, if that's part of the stat, right? Like when you look at the number of people who come to Christ, so many do so before they ever graduate from high school. And, mm. and, and many of them will do, you know, when you look at the numbers, a lot of them, you know, they're kids when they, when they come to Christ. And I wonder if it's not the longer you 
allow the things of the world to to consume you, the harder it is to to respond or, or hear the voice or, or want to give up. I don't know. But that's sort of an interesting thing. Yeah, I think as you, I don't know, at least for me in my own life, I think, like I said, I truly, I truly made that believing in faith decision when I was in high school. And at that point, in the age I was at and the grade I was at, just that was that was my rock bottom moment of feeling the you know the the whole world and the pressures and everything you know coming upon me at that moment and it makes sense because i hadn't experienced all of those things that i was experiencing at that time yet you know it was all building to that moment and i think depending on it's different for everybody obviously but i think everything in our life builds to a moment you know what i mean and so the you you have you have people you know like yourself that accept you know accept Christ at five you know and your life built to that moment of accepting it at that point and then you've got you know and myself it was a high school decision it took it took for me to experience whatever hurts and things to get to that point in order for me to say all right I'm in now you know and I I'm, I'm out of options and I I think I need Christ and so I think ministering to ministering to high school and middle school students is really close to my heart because it was I don't know where I'd be at today if that if I hadn't had that experience absolutely yeah <clears throat> and I even think back to asking being asked to serve in sixth grade like that truly was a turning point in my life that led to the job that I have that lead to the relationships that I have you know and so like if I I was invited to do tech and then I served there and then I was doing that. So I served doing tech and student ministry and then eventually in the main services and then, you know, the rest is history. And so that those programs, kids ministry and now student ministry, were such such important ground groundwork laying things in my life that have led me to where I am today. And it's because of those experiences is why I have such a heart for student ministry, you know, because that's that's where I recognized that I needed Jesus was in the high school age. And I and I know that there's more high school students out there, especially with today. There's students dealing with things that I wasn't dealing with already, you know. And so I th- it's – yeah, it's obviously Sort of full really circle, isn't it? You come yeah. to Christ and then you just can't help it. But want to reach people with that same love and message that you've been reached because people mm-hmm. reached out to you. How about you, Vanessa? You know, talk to me a little bit about you know the children. So, so children's ministry and student ministry is close to my heart too because, you know, I was sort of raised in the church by the church. Right, my parents weren't Christians, so I was fifteen, almost sixteen, and so. Uh, but children's ministry has a really close place in my heart because I'm so thankful mom and dad for whatever reason dropped us off at Sunday school but that's that's where a lot of my foundation came from actually it was where my foundation came from from Sunday school teachers and you're working with these precious little little kids and and talk about sort of what that looks like for them in this whole reach and believe yeah I I love kids they are crazy they're bold and they're fearless and that comes in their actions and their questions and um, you know, I've had the privilege of both serving on the team and now, um, you know, working on the church side of it too. And that's two different things. But when I was serving, um, you know, K through two, I remember one time we were all sitting there and I think we let them just ask any questions that they had about God <laughs> that's and dangerous. all these things. <laughs> yeah. And the first question was, what's the Holy Spirit and why is that important? 
That's a big concept for kindergartners, first and second graders. Um, But what an awesome opportunity to let them have the floor to ask these questions so that they're not holding on to those questions for years and wrestling with, well, no one's answering this. No one's talking about this. Um, I just think it's amazing that we get the opportunity to speak to them at such a young age and tackle some of these hard questions that we're like, well, they're just kids. Maybe they don't need to know that or they don't quite grasp that concept. But instead to say, here's a really easy way we can think about the Holy Spirit. Sure, it doesn't cover all the theological points, (laughs) but it's going to get them to that next set of questions that they're going to have. Um, And just teaching them some of those basic principles, you know, Um, how do you open up a Bible and find a Bible verse? That seems very minimalistic and basic, but it's so hard to if you've never done it before. And they get to know that starting in kindergarten so that they're not an adult trying to figure it out, right? That they have that opportunity to know how to find answers on their own as well. Um, so I just think it's so incredibly important. We get to have them at such a young age. Why not utilize it? And why not let them dig into things? You know, it's, I had a situation the other day. I didn't have an opportunity to share this with you, Vanessa, but I, it really, um, it really moved me. Um, Jordan, who is Vanessa's daughter, my granddaughter, uh, came out. Uh, it was in between services here at the church, and she said to me, "She said, uh, do you know where Pop Up? Do you know? She calls me Pop Up. Pop Up. Do you know where Jesus lives?" And so um, I let her answer because I didn't know where she was going with it. <laughs> and I said, "I said, why don't you tell me?" And she said, "He lives in my heart." And uh, we talked about that for a little bit. And what made me laugh was you were probably about the same age she was when you came out of a Sunday school class and said, you know what the Sunday school teacher told me? And I said, what? And you said uh, that Jesus lives in my heart. And I said, yeah, what, what did you say? And you said to the Sunday school teacher, you know, he doesn't really live in my heart. That just means he's part of my life. Like you went to this deep theological conversation <laughs> that he wasn't in one of the chambers of the heart. Yeah. And, and it just made me laugh. I thought, well, I'm, I'm glad that Jordan just didn't didn't challenge the Sunday school teacher <laughs> yeah. like you did. And and I thought, you know, here's one of the pastor's kids down the ground. But, uh, but, uh, but, I, but it just made me laugh because I thought, you know, not just because, I mean, you and your husband Ryan are, are godly parents and, and Krista and I, my wife and I definitely tried to to share the message of Christ with you guys growing up. But, you know, it, it's an amazing thing to be a part of of the church, uh, you know, the people, the church, and have them pour into our kids. Yeah. And, you know, so here she is coming out with uh, other people outside of our family, you know, sharing with Jordan what it means to have this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, I always used to laugh uh, as a student pastor, but especially as a parent, um, when you guys would come back from like a student camp you know, and you say, we heard this great speaker and, and they would share what they shared. And I thought, I shared that a thousand times <laughs> with you, you know, but, but in all seriousness, having voices like ours yeah. um, speak into our kids' life and yeah. our students' lives and, and other adults' lives, right, is just so important. It's, it's, it's really um, what makes being a part of the family of God uh, such, a, such an amazing thing. And I learned that. Uh, because it was the family of God, it was a church that I was dropped off at, that if it wasn't for them, I, I wouldn't have known how to grow in my relationship with Christ. You know, I would have believed and would have stopped there. Uh, but because of them, I, I experienced what it meant to belong to Christ and his church, which we're going to look at next week. And because of them, I, I learned what it meant to become the person that God's created me to be. You know, I often wish I could go back and find some of those people and say, you know, um, I'm a pastor now. 
you know, yeah. and, and I got godly kids and grandkids. And, and if it weren't for you uh, reaching out to me, uh, that, that would never have happened. And, and so what do I do? I, I, I thank God by, by blessing others with the blessings he's given me, and I thank them by doing the same. Uh, so you come to Christ full circle of what you were sharing, Elijah, and then you get active in, in reaching people with the love and message of Jesus Christ in a way he's equipped you, whether it's through tech or serving in children's ministry or just simply being the everyday missionary in the mission field God's placed you where you live and where you work and go to school and play. But as we talk about this importance of just God's family, it'll lead us into next week's conversation. I've invited uh, Vanessa and Elijah uh, to, to be a part of that conversation. As we talk about, okay, so we're, you're, you've started this relationship with Jesus Christ. You've received him as Lord and Savior. Jesus died for our sins, resurrected for our salvation. We're in this relationship with God through him. And, and now what? You know, well, now you belong to his family and you, you belong to you belong to the church, which is people. And so we're going to talk about that next week. And so join us. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, for now, remember, uh, check us out at crosswinds.church. You can find out about this website, all things crosswinds, crosswinds.church. For now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.